Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of Hue Spotlight. Well tonight I don't have live guests, but I have two incredible artists. Well, I guess the last one is a huge band, but we're going to hear more from the commotions. Think Bruno Mars meets the Herb Alpert Tijuana Brass Band. Remember that, folks? Anyways, you're going to hear the big brass sounds and the great music of the 70s and disco come alive. But first, I got to sit down with Daryl James. And that name may not ring a bell, but the band Strumbellas sure should. But Daryl's on a solo career with close kicks, and he's super pumped and super excited. So anyways, this was a summer chat with Daryl James. Here's Close Kicks. Well, it is so wonderful to have Daryl James here on Spotlight. And uh, Daryl, I think we go back a little bit more, you know, want to do some name dropping, Strumbellas, you know, that, oh, that little group that, you know, had this like, well, whatever, huge hit. Anyways, long story short, so glad to see you. I remember you when we had the group back when you were crammed in one van, I don't know, maybe two, but uh, it is so good to see where the band, Strumbellas, and you, yourself, as a musician. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Yeah, thank, thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. It's, um, I specifically remember that interview with you. And, <laughs> Crazy. Uh, you, you were, yeah, I know, and you had faith in the Strumbellas, and we were in one van at that time. I think we had like a roof rack, um, and we just somehow jammed it all in and, you know, went across the country a number of times. So, yeah, it's an honor to be back chatting with you. Thank you. Oh, you know what? I mean, there has something, uh, there is something to be said about music. And not only music, Daryl, but the people. And, uh, you know, that's what connected me. Strumbellas, you all had a connection. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things go where they go. But now... It's about you and knowing inside of yourself that you could be a solo artist or you had music of your own. So, you know, tell us more about how do you even come to realize that and have the courage, right, to do it? Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, you know, it's kind of funny you ask that because it would probably be like my mother was always like my biggest fan she always mm -hmm. like even before i really was singing much and doing much solo work she was like why don't why don't you try to go on your own like i just love your voice like it's just so good and i'd just be like whatever mom like you just like <laughs> come on <laughs> you know but she would always sort of say it and um you know i think it's like really when i started to dig in it was a little after the success of spirits you know, 2016, I was like, I'm going to just explore this world. But I, I much more explored it in a way that I just wanted to write with other people. And maybe they would put out the song or, you know, I could pitch it for something. But, you know, eventually I just really got these amazing connections with these other writers and started creating this art that was just just so special to me that I just felt like I had to put it out to the world. Um and then on this EP, with all of that experience, practice, and my mom's support, I was like, I'm going to do this on my own. Like, I've put all of those skills together. I've released a number of songs I've written with other people or produced. Uh, and now I'm going to do this all me and, and, and take that risk. And it is terrifying, I will tell you. <laughs> 
Oh, well, uh, and you've done it all on your own. The sophomore EP, Colors. Uh, you've written, you've produced, you sing, you perform, but you've also used local musicians, right? In your own home. I I have, yes. I've made some incredible uh, musicians in my community. I live in Lindsay, Ontario, and kind of the Peterborough area. And yeah, once I had the songs written and sort of laid out the way I wanted them, I took them into the studio and just had these incredible artists sort of go with it. I was like, listen, here's the foundation, and you put your sort of, you know, spices on it. And, and, I'd, and I'd listen. I'd be like, oh, I love that fill, or oh, that harmony is fantastic. And yeah, just let them sort of go with it. And it just made the songs and took the songs to this place that I just never even thought possible. Um, and it was just such a different way in which I collaborated. Like normally it was so early on in the process. Mm -hmm. And then I was by myself in the end when I was like producing and writing or performing it. Where this one, I was really lonely in the start and kind of like wondering if the songs were coming together and then they came in and were like, man, these songs are great, like, and had all these fantastic ideas. So uh, it was just such an incredible experience, and, and, and I'm really proud of it. Well, okay, and so let's go into the whole psyche, Daryl. I mean, you're with the Strumbellas, you know the kind of music, and, I, and I'm sure that you kind of, you know, have your input into, into those songs too as well. But when you look at what you can do on your own, um, how does that sort of change your whole perspective on what music is, right? Or, you know, or can you be kind of this chameleon, right? Your strumbellas, and then I'm close kicks. Yeah, I think it's a chameleon-like because, like, the strumbellas is, it's a great um, creative outlet for me, but it is, it's six people, so you're really sort of trying to find where you fit. Mm -hmm. in that world and and you have to leave your ego aside like you mm -hmm. I could work on a bass part or I could have a melody that I love and think it's just amazing and everyone else thinks it's awful and I just have <laughs> to like realize that okay you know that wasn't right for the song um but I do use those skills I do transfer that to close kicks where I'm like you know really trying to like hone in my ideas but I think the biggest difference, I don't have anyone to say no, so I have to trust my heart. And I have to trust what really felt right to me. And I think that really helped me grow as an artist because, you know, early on, I, you know, I had so many other people to bounce ideas off. So this was like, I have to walk away and trust 100% that I feel confident that these are the songs that I can support and the lyrics that tell the stories that I'm going through in a part of my life. And uh, that was just like, you know, like I said, terrifying, but also just gave me so much room for growth because I, I had to do it. Well, you know? uh, I want to mention, too, that uh, you mentioned your mom as yeah. your biggest supporter. And I'm a mom, too, you know, and, uh -huh. and, and a big supporter, too, as well. Uh, but all alongside of this album, though, she was very special, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, my mom recently passed uh, in late April. She had uh, um, stage four melanoma, and we were able to sort of keep her, uh, you know, through lots of treatments alive for a year. But, you know, that whole time, um, you know, I was writing this EP and, you know, having her listen to demos and 
um, just always kind of keeping her in the mix. And then, you know, had the EB, EP done uh, just before she passed and she was able to sort of hear the finished product. And, uh, you know, she was just like so proud of me that, you know, I was able to complete it. And honestly, I don't, I just don't think I would have, uh, you know, maybe done it without her support. She just had so much faith in me when I didn't even think I, I could do it. And it was, like I said, years and years before I even thought of even trying it, she had that. So I just, you know, and then to follow it up, I, she had passed, but I just, now I'm, I'm going with it full board to try to get some interviews and get people on board <laughs> and have people listen to it. Cause I know, I know. she's up there. I know and she's up there supporting me. So no, she's, yeah. she's listening to this. And um, I just want to say too, for yourself, it, it, this has been sort of a soul searching um, album and journey for you too. Sobriety. It, it has. Sobriety, yeah. right? And yeah. you know, when you can't, when you go full circle, it's about all about self care. It, it really is. Yeah. That, that was another piece I was struggling just with everything going on with my mom. I just, I, I kind of hit a point where I was just like, I need to be more level headed and I need to find ways. And sobriety was that thing. Like I, it's been eight months now. Um, and I don't know, I don't think I could have accomplished what I did in the last eight months with my mom so sick and eventually passing without sobriety. It, it's just been so important to me. Uh, it's just kept me in a place that I could manage everything and, and be focused. And, and you know, sometimes you wonder, or, you know, there's sometimes like maybe a stereotype that a lot of artists you know, my, you know, are out there partying, but to be honest, my best work has come when I'm like completely sober and it, it continues to, to be the creative outlet for me. And, and I want to continue on with that sobriety. Oh, you know what, Daryl, kudos to you. Uh, love your mom. We can't wait to see the Strombellas come to Winnipeg. I know that you're going to be here in August for the yes. Burt Block Party. And uh, it's such a celebration, but I just want you to know that your music from, you know, your band, you from Daryl James and uh, Close Kicks, uh, it, it is so special. And you need to be proud, and I know that your mom is proud too as well. And you are going to uh, hope, yeah, you're going to have a video for us, so I'm going to let you set up the video the song absolutely um the my lead single off of the uh my sophomore ep is called never gonna give this up uh this is this is a song really about standing up for what you believe in and trying to kind of make the world a better place for your children or the next generation so i hope you enjoy it well we will and you know what i'm going to be out there when you come back to Winnipeg, and uh, hopefully we can have more conversation on this. Thank you so much, Daryl. Love you. Thank you. And Thank you, Tracy. Keep on it. making the music. Just, keep on. Making I will. The music. Absolutely. And here he is, Daryl James. Say 
Welcome to the commotions. Brian and Rebecca, thank you for joining us on the Hue Spotlight. And first of all, I guess we got to talk about bringing like the big brass sound back into like into I guess the music world again. It's been a long time, I think, a little bit, but hey, this is amazing. So kudos to you, I guess, Brian, the founder, <laughs> the brains behind all of this. And uh Rebecca, your voice is sensational. And I, just as a sidebar, you were a runner-up for La Voix, which I think means the voice. Does yes. Yeah. How? What was that like? The, uh, it was a it was a bit of a a roller coaster, really. It was definitely the most high pressure scenario I've been in as a musician. <laughs> um, I'm not fluently like I'm not super confidently bilingual so the whole thing being formatted in French was also really um <laughs> a, a, like an extra element of of nervousness for me of course but uh, I did my best and I think that it I think that it worked out well oh wow <laughs> I guess this is this is as close as I'm gonna get to a runner-up of The Voice I love the show and <laughs> anyways anybody that has you know can be in that as a competitor and as a musician and as, a, and a, as an artist uh, is again it's incredible and probably a great experience, Brian. For yourself, I mean, music is in your blood, and your and you have a passion for it. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do a big band like this? 
when the times are like all over the place. Right. Um, I um, well, me being a saxophone player, mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm in the horn section. So uh, and so bands with a horn section have always been a fascination to me, um, especially uh, bands of the '60s uh, and '70s. Uh, we're going into you know Motown into into the, into funk. And um, I was uh, playing with a bunch of the, the, the players from uh, the Funk Brothers and, and those Motown recordings. And uh, so every time I got off the road with them, I just, I, I've always been a songwriter and uh, always wrote pop tunes, which is funny being a, a jazz saxophonist. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, I could, I could try this. I'm going to try to write a Motown tune. And uh, I mean, that's really how the composition started. And then writing with Rebecca and uh, various members in the band, making the songs just that much stronger. And they're bringing up, you know, they're bringing their influences and ideas in the band. And uh, just that sound has always captivated me. So that having a 12 piece um, with that five piece horn section um, is such a, uh, a wall of sound. Uh, and on the recorded version, we have, uh, you know, that our new single, Feel the Commotion, has, I count it, it has 20, 29 musicians on it. <laughs> So it has a full, full uh, string section, and it has uh, a um, uh, vibraphone player. He also played glockenspiel, and we have a, a, just a bunch of different things happening. Well, it, it's almost—it's like an orchestra, really. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Rebecca, though, for yourself as one of the lead vocalists, what is it like? I mean, if you kind of think of yourself as a singer-songwriter and like even the acoustic version, which we'll hear and see later on, I mean, it's just Brian on a guitar. And then when you have 29 instruments behind you, like what is that as, as a singer? Does that make you project more, <laughs> be louder? It's having this like warm musical hug around oh. me at times. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've played in many different formats, like duo or, or just myself and a, and a guitar, for example. But um, similar to Brian, I always also had uh, uh, this fascination with like really big, big sounds. You know, I grew up listening to jazz in my house. And so listening to like Ella Fitzgerald and Count Basie's orchestra and just you know, listening to these recordings and having that, um, like, that image in my head of this woman you know, fronting this musical force. And I thought, man, that's cool. I would love to know what that feels like. And oh, so and I, get to, I get to live out that fantasy. Yeah, and it's so different. Okay, so Brian, in this day and age now where you can synthesize or you can create all those sounds on a computer. Mm -hmm. And I know, obviously, from where you come from, no, there's nothing better than the real instrument. And I agree. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to practicality, I mean, you've got 12 members in this band. How do you practice? Everybody's schedule. Like, I have enough problem with just scheduling four people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess your thoughts on the whole process now of making music. It's, it's, it's worth any, I mean, it's never a headache because they're all my friends and uh, I'm just honored to be in a project with them. Um, but any stress I do get just having us on stage uh, it's worth it's worth all the not you know all the organizing all the extra hours um, you know booking a rehearsal I'm usually about a month to six weeks out yeah. uh, just you know, making sure to get everybody's schedule and then trying to find a time that we can all get together <clears throat> chances are we're not all going to be in the same room <laughs> it's no. just what it is 
Uh, so we get uh, we get some special guests in the band to fill in some chairs every now and again, uh, and it's uh, it's amazing to have them with the band as well. So it's uh, it, it is a bit of uh, I guess a headache in a way, um, but uh, I I love every second of it, and it's uh, it's been uh, a passion of all of ours for actually the last ten years. We just celebrated yeah. our wow. ten year anniversary with the commotion. Well, so it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, congratulations. Rebecca, <laughs> <laughs> for you, what has been some of the highlights then over 10 years? Wow. Damn, wow. 10 years, yeah. Uh, I think that the, the biggest highlights for me were, uh, I mean, we, we both got to record with Delbert on the first record, uh, Delbert Nelson from uh, Detroit, uh, who was in the Stand in the Shadows documentary. And that was amazing, uh, just having him come to Canada and record with us. Um, like for me, hearing our music on TV shows yeah. was a huge, uh, uh, I mean, it was a huge accomplishment for me. Uh, so we've been placed on um, The Fosters, which is on ABC, uh, Looking on HBO. We were on a CBS show called The Neighborhood and uh, Oprah Winfrey Network and FX Network. So we've had a bunch of different placements on TV shows, which has been uh, amazing. And it's great for the bio and it's led to more work <laughs> for the band. Um, I think the biggest highlight is is playing the festival shows. Mm -hmm. I, I love being on a big stage and I love seeing people groove to our music and dance to our music and you know what? It's, it's the like, best feeling. Mine's different because like as, as soon as you asked the question, I started thinking of playing in there's so many jazz clubs that we played in uh let's say five years ago that don't mm -hmm. exist anymore. Yeah. You know, like yeah. did I say jazz clubs? I meant just just clubs. clubs there's yeah. so many clubs we played in that, that don't exist anymore, like Babylon, for example. Yeah. Mercury Lounge, yeah. um, and those are those are the moments that I think of when I think of like the most special moments in the pep <laughs> in the commotions, is um, just being in those rooms where the, it was just full of people and like yeah. everyone was sweaty and it was just like uh, real. It was so real feeling. Yeah. Like, do you ever think that we'll get back to that? Because that brought me back to a lot of the dance clubs, right? And thinking about disco and. And all of that era where, again, yes, you were packed and you are sweaty, and you, but the music was so vibrant and pumping. And like nowadays, it's more like coffee shops or restaurants, and they have a little corner for the singer-songwriter. And, um, mm -hmm. and then the big bands like yourselves, well, then we have to go to the big concert halls. And it, you, you can't stand up and dance. It is. You know, like you, is. you I think it's now fun. it's more, okay, well, kind of just move <clears throat> in, in our seats you know, instead yeah. of being able to enjoy your music. I feel like we can't move forward without places like that. I just mean mm -hmm. like as a, as a, you know, as, as a group of people, as a, as a society, because that like so many of my most magical memories are from places like that. And yeah, there, de there definitely is something about playing in a room where you know that sort of music was sort of an afterthought. It was kind of like, oh, well, Oh, let's also have music versus playing in a room that was designed to have yes. music. And exactly. So I feel like those places will come back. I do. Brian, the whole landscape or the, I guess, temperature or climate of jazz as a whole. You know, it's it's always been sort of the, the poor child that didn't really, okay, not getting a lot of, you know, the big airplay, not yeah. getting into the, you know, the movies and everything. And, yeah. you know, everybody has to be melded into this pop sound yeah. um the commotions kind of do a good job of doing both i think i think so and i think that's that's why um we've had the success that we've had is because mm -hmm. we do meld those two i mean to me 
I mean, that's soul music in Motown. Uh, just it's it's jazz, which I love, and pop, which I love. And the cool thing about the commotion is that we we all come from different backgrounds. We have um, the majority of us are jazz musicians um, who um, specialize in um, jazz, blues, funk, um, and even singer songwriter. Uh, and you know, I think um, um, you know Rebecca brings so much to the commotions because she's been influenced uh, at such an early age. Uh, Jeff Rogers has uh, is our other vocalist, and I've been playing with him and Rebecca since I was a kid. Uh, and he comes from uh, definitely a blues background and a soul background, so he kind of brings that to the stage. And we have Mackenzie DeMillo too, who comes from like a soul background. Uh, and uh, we all come together and we um, we try our best to emulate that sound that that has inspired us to make the commotions, you know, what it is. But I do think like our our music right now, like where we are, the landscape. You know, my favorite bands all use horn sections. Uh, I, I love this band from New York City. Um, my cat's about to jump on my leg, so this cat is going to make an appearance, whether oh, I like yeah. it or not. Yeah. Uh, but music that I listen to, I, I'm obsessed with this band from New York City um, called Lawrence. Uh, they're such a great band, a soul pop band, and that's kind of what I categorize uh, our music a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, soul pop. Um, and, um, you know, uh, I saw Bruno Mars live. Yes. and. And he brings a whole horn section with him on every show. Mm -hmm. I saw Justin Timberlake live. There's my cat. Yes. Um, and he brings a horn section on every, you know, for every show. Uh, Silk Sonic, man, mm -hmm. whole record, the strings and the horns and everything. I, I do feel like this music is still uh, in the limelight. Mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that, you know, maybe it'll it'll be able to be on, you know, in the mainstream even more and on and on radio and things like that. Yeah. Oh yes, no doubt. And you know the new album and the new single. Is it the, still the same excitement and the vibe as it was, you know, ten years ago? Or does it, or does it still, sort of be I'm like okay? <laughs> I'm still about the band. I'm still so excited about the band since this, I, from now until you know when I, when we started the band ten years ago. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Aww. Yeah. Okay. And I so we've all, uh, yeah. We've so all kind of. Um, our, our lives have all changed a lot in the, in the last 10 years. So we are slightly different people yeah. than we were, but I think we all we all still share the same the same love for the music. Absolutely. Well, you know what? And you need to have those common bonds, right? Just to mm -hmm. make sure that everything is so successful. In the future, yeah. though, uh, have you been to our Jazz Fest? Winnipeg uh, Jazz Fest? I, I haven't had the pleasure yet. But, but we would love to Well, come. okay, yes. Here's a shout-out <laughs> now to the Winnipeg Jazz Fest. Huh? You've got your, your headliner all set uh, for 2024, <laughs> please. Uh, because I think it would be, you, you, would, uh, you would be great in our festival. Oh, we really, We you. really do need that sound again. Um, I know that it's hard for these festivals because they're trying to attract the younger crowd that wants the pop that wants, you know, the R&B artist, whatever, mm. that they hear in the radio. But they only have one song, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got 10 years of, of songs mm -hmm. under your belt. And uh, I just think that this is what the festival needs now, is to kind of infuse that, you know, danceable, sweatable kind of music. And uh, no, it's, it's so wonderful. And you're Canadian. We thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Don't don't go south, okay? <laughs> oh, too much competition. You've got yeah, they got Bruno Mars, okay? Yeah. Oh my we goodness. We have so that's good enough for me. They have palm trees. Yeah, I know. No. We have snowbanks. Snowbanks. Yeah. 
thanks. Yes. <laughs> Yay. It's good to keep us cool. Wow. But anyways, um, anything coming up though uh, for 2024? That sounds exciting. Oh, I'm bringing, well, we're bringing the band to Montreal this weekend. Uh, we're playing yeah. in a, a club called La Balcon, and nice. it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we've got uh, <clears throat> our album release party set for January, um, January 20th, uh, here at the Bronson Center in Ottawa, um, just confirming the final details. Uh, and then, you know, I'm just going to be applying to every festival under the sun. Winnipeg, 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 Winnipeg. Yeah. Winnipeg. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll, yeah. I'll tell and Carrie, your publicist. I know her. Okay. She's amazing. <laughs> Everyone has to do like handwritten letters yes. to the Winnipeg <laughs> requesting the commotion. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, fingers crossed. Um, we will do our darndest to make that happen. But thank you so much for spending some time with us, Brian and and Rebecca, The Commotions, you can't forget that name, but the new single, Feel the Commotion, is mm. out. But uh, we'll get a real treat. We get an acoustic performance from Brian and Rebecca. That's coming up right after this. So thank you once again. We'll see you in Winnipeg in June. Save the date. We'll be there. I bet you can't hear yourself think I bet you're feeling hot without your button to the top So lose the tie and grab another drink You say it's not your scene That your friends dragged you along But I don't believe You're incapable of fun There's no in between Can't stop yourself from dancing to this song to this song, it hits you like a shotgun kick drum. Can you feel the rhythm move right through you? Burning like a hot sun that's right into this ocean. When you feel the commotion, now you're hiding on the sidelines with your eyes glued to the screen. In a place like this, that's really such a shame. Why should I dress to the nines if you won't let me make you mine? We came to play, so let's get in the game. You say it's not your scene that your friends read you along. But I don't believe you're incapable of fun. There's no in-between. Can't stop yourself from dancing to this song. To this song, it hits you like a shot. Good kick Can you feel the rhythm move right through you? Burning like a hot sun that's burned into this ocean. When you feel the commotion, it hits you like a shot. Good kick Can you feel the rhythm move right Feel the commotion. 
give a big special thank you to our guests Daryl James Close Kicks and The Commotions. Stay tuned next week for a brand new episode of Hugh Spotlight. See you next time. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Come on a journey like no other where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey Into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.